This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. You're listening to the Kitchen Confession Podcast with Chef Mary Mamalidi. What I really do is I help women to show up for themselves daily and make their relationship with exercise positive, healthy, fun, uh, engaging, and help them to gain the knowledge that they need to bring this as a healthy habit into their life and move forward. I want people to graduate from my programs and know how to do things and then you know, go on and be able to do them themselves and still come to classes, but have that knowledge that's so empowering. That's Angela Ferfaro. She's a kinesiologist and strength and conditioning coach and creator of Lift Academy. Angela always promotes exercise for being beneficial for more than just changing your body. Angela, thanks for coming on the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks for having me here. I'm so excited to be here. Our chats are the best. so They really are. But what people don't know is you're also my sweet cousin, yeah. which I'm so proud of. What I want to do is just kind of get right into it and tell us all how and why you decided to choose this profession. Oh my goodness, could you ask me a more loaded question? Right? <laughs> We're going right in from the okay. beginning. I'm going to try to get it in a, a short answer. No. I Go ahead. Tell, no, tell your no. story, girl. I was always, I would say, a, a kid. I knew I was overweight. I knew I really, really didn't like myself. And I thought or saw somewhere or heard that dieting and exercising was a thing that you could do. And I just remember being such a little kid and like grabbing like the rules on my stomach and being like, as soon as I can go to the gym, I'm going to go. So despite being athletic, I always loved sports and everything. I really started off in the gym in a way where it was like depriving myself, punishing myself with food and then restricting myself and then, you know, over-exercising. So looking back now, my perspective has changed so much. I really had some disordered patterns with eating and exercising. And so I actually chose to go to school to gain knowledge on, you know, because the industry is so, it's a billion dollar industry that is so confusing. And I'm sure yourself listeners can really relate. Like, what do I do? Who do I, who can help me? Is this true? Is this not true? I really wanted answers. So I went to school for kinesiology and learned a lot about the science of nutrition and exercise. And, um, you know, after that, I was really into the rehab and prehab part of it. And I still do love that part of it, helping people recover from injuries, helping people get back to their, their, their lives that they like to do, play sports and feel good and, and recover. Um, but I was always teaching group exercise on the side and training on the side. When, when you talk about your programs, your programs, what I love about them and what I love about what you do is you encompass everything and you also include so many other aspects of healthy habits and healthy lifestyle. You know, if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that the importance to stay healthy. It's no longer that importance on keeping up with the Joneses. Exactly. Or physical or like training only for physical appearance. You're so right. Like the pandemic has given some freedom back into let's move for mental health. Let's move for it to be less sedentary so that let's get healthier for posture and et cetera. Like a little freedom to stop working out so much for, you know, physical results and physical results always come, but finding the right reasons to move. Like what role does exercise or any of this play? Um, in our overall mental health. 
Well, I think there's many things. There's there's just an underlying when you get up and you move, you have a sense of accomplishment. That's very basic. So even if you're really struggling, everything in your life is different. Um, on everything in your life is unknown. My clients have told me this routine that I have with you has been the one thing that's constant and I show up and I accomplish it and it gives me that, that satisfaction. Um, not to mention, physiologically, exercise gives you that sense of reward and that those chemicals actually, those endorphins actually give you that sense of pleasure and reward. So it, it gives you that natural boost in your mental health. Also from there, you you do experience less pain, less um, postural pain, less back pain from sitting, less joint pain from being on mobile, not to, not to mention your immune system. When you, when you kind of flush the blood, when your heart pumps fast, you're doing some kind of cardio or walk, blood pumps through your whole body. Your white blood cells are no longer just sitting around your lymph nodes. They're actually pumped through your whole system, catching any virus or bacteria. So your your immune system is more reactive. It's, there's so many benefits. It's insane. And what about now, especially with managing our stress and our anxiety? Exactly. I mean, the cortisol is a real thing. It's a hormone that's released and during times of stress and causes you to hold on to fat, especially around your belly area, and also causes you to not be able to lose any fat for like survival reasons. If you're under stress, think about it, like caveman days. If you're under stress, cortisol peaks. Cortisol says, don't lose any fat. You might need this. You might go into famine. You might go into being chased by an animal. You might need this, <laughs> this energy, right? So now it doesn't really translate the same way, but exercise actually reduces cortisol. So you're not going to be in that place where you're gaining belly fat or you're just feeling like higher stress or you're feeling like you can't lose weight if that is what you want to do. We, I love to play games with my guests. Are you up for some? Yeah, sure. We're going to play a game of this or that. The choice is yours. You can get with this or you can get with that. Dine in or delivery? Dine in. Life of the party or mingle and blend in? Mingle and blend in. Get out of here. You're so crazy, really? girl. <laughs> I like mingling. I like mingling. You're a mingler, but you can definitely be the life of the party. Mm-hmm. Work hard or play hard? Play hard. Bath or shower? Bath. I've been loving baths lately. I can't bring myself to do the bath thing. Okay. More. I have been loving bath, but I literally was like, okay, I need to make every room in this apartment some place I want to go. So I like revamped my bath, got all this bath things and like taking Epsom salt baths. It helps. It really feels good. Morning or evening person? I'm an evening person. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Bread, white or whole wheat? Probably white bread if I'm going to eat bread. Mm-hmm. I like Ezekiel bread a lot. You know why? Because some other breads don't make me feel good. Even though I like them, I can't eat them every day. Right. I'll eat them like, you know, on occasion. But every day I'll eat Ezekiel bread with my boiled eggs. <laughs> with your boiled eggs that were sliced with your little contraption. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. See, you're getting to know. I'm getting it now. Corn or peas? I like the peas in the sauce. Okay. But otherwise, otherwise corn. Okay, toilet paper. This one's very important. Over or under? I don't even know. I don't even look at it. Like Jonathan says all the time, like, oh, you put it on right. You didn't put it on right. I don't even know. I don't even know what's right. Okay, that's it. I'm I taking back my on. cousin card. That's it. We're no longer related. 
<laughs> What's worse, laundry or dishes? Laundry. I don't like laundry. <laughs> After I hurt my hand, I got Jonathan to start doing my laundry. And ever since then, he's kind of been going with it. So. Nice. You milked that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How many minutes of movement would you recommend per day? I think that there for myself and what I recommend for my clients is that movement daily is the goal. The intensity doesn't have to be 100%. There are some days, you know, I I find that I recover best when I do two to three bigger strength days. And then I'll have a couple of days where I'm just going for a walk or I'm just doing a restorative yoga class, but I'm still moving my body. So I think movement daily is really the goal, whether it be a walk, whether it be a small online Pilates class, or whether it be a big strength training session. Movement daily should be the goal. Why not? Especially now. You've created Lift Academy. Yes, it's my baby. I love it so much. Okay. Tell us about Lift Academy, please. Yeah. So Lift Academy was created out of me working 10 years in the industry and working primarily with women. I saw a trend and I saw a hole that needed to be filled in this this gym trend. So I saw clients coming to classes that were just drop in and they, that was so much fun. There was great music. There were social interactions. It was great, but it was exercising. There wasn't, I wasn't really able to help them, you know, with form, a lot of people in the class, I wasn't really able to help them um, with getting specific results, getting on that kind of athletic training program. Um, And then I saw clients one-on-one and this was great. I was able to help them get results. I was able to help them with their form, but it's also a really big investment. And it's also sometimes I find easy to rely on your trainer and not learn so much. So they train with me for a few months, stop training, and then don't come out with as much as I would have loved to teach them. I think I'm a teacher at heart. I love to teach and give empower with knowledge. So Lift Academy is the hybrid of the two. It has the benefits of the fun, engaging social interactions, good music with with a group of like-minded women, but it's a small group program. So you do get that attention to technique. You do get that attention to um, learning how to write and and curate a program um, that leads you to specific results and strength train more. So we get to do the things in, in class that are harder or more intense and we get to focus and have a little bit more um, one-on-one time in the small group. So it's a hybrid. It's a great price point. It's affordable. It's a semi-private group training. It's fun. You still get to interact and go along this journey with the small group of women who are interested in like-minded things. And you come out of it, like I said before, I want you to graduate. I want you to gain knowledge, use the program and go on your own and try it. And I've had clients say to me, like after Lift Academy, I was able to go to the gym and set up the squat rack. And I wasn't intimidated because I learned that. And I, that literally makes my heart light up because I think we belong in the weight room too. We just have that. um, We have never, there's never been a place where I felt women can learn this in a safe place. And place where their learning is the priority of this and you can take up space you belong in the weight room we have room for you and we want to help and empower and teach you through that now what would you say to women um who say to you that i don't like doing weights uh because it builds bulk Mm -hmm. um i would say (laughs) um that's like saying 
I don't want to go drive a car because I might be a, a NASCAR driver. <laughs> And I don't want to get to be a NASCAR driver. Do you know how much time and effort it takes to be a NASCAR driver? How much skill, how much attention? Like, do you know how much guys struggle to put on muscle? You're not going to put on muscle from an accidental one-time strength training class. Actually, what happens is you you tighten up. The shape of your body is actually from muscle. So you actually get a tightened appearance, a shapely toned appearance, and you with that added muscle mass, your metabolism actually goes higher because you're keeping on all this muscle that actually requires energy to stay on your body. Um, Whereas fat is, you know, it's stored energy for later. Muscle mass actually is um, something that is staying on your body and actually costs you to keep on your body. So you may have someone with more muscle mass may burn an extra two, 300 calories than you. And therefore, they're able to eat more, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, like you're not going to – it's it's a dedicated effort to become bulky. You're not going to get bulky. It's actually quite the opposite. And then you'll feel capable, stronger. Um, I think that, that that myth is kind of dying a little bit. Is it? What I was going to ask you because I have heard it come up a few times, but not as much as I used to. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I agree. Let's talk about the difference. So weight training versus cardio – What's the perfect workout combination? Great question. Strength training is training, whereas exercising is exercising. The difference is this. When you train, think of it like an athlete. You have a specific goal in mind. You're doing a specific program that is going to lead to a specific outcome. Exercising is like going to a boxing class, going to for a run one day, going for exercises. For the that moment, you're looking for that movement and that high. But there's no real purpose around it. Whereas training and strengthening, there's specific reason why you're doing specific things. It's it's training as if an athlete is training towards a goal. So I love training, strength training for that reason. It also um, maintains and builds your muscle mass, which um, for women is so important. It helps with your bone density, helps to prevent against osteoporosis. Um, and then your metabolism is boosted because your recovery and repair is so high in demand when you're strength training. Thinking about cardio, one of the common questions I get all the time is, do I need to do cardio to lose weight? And the question when someone asks me that is, why are we associating cardio with weight loss first and foremost? Cardio stands for cardiovascular exercise. So meaning you're working your cardiovascular system and respiratory system. So you're working your heart and lungs, its ability to pump blood through your body and provide you energy to do daily tasks or higher intensity tasks like sports or something like that. So why is cardio related to fat loss first? Why don't we talk about getting your heart stronger, getting your lungs stronger, providing yourself the ability to be capable to do walking up the stairs, right? Cardio is fantastic. And I think now I approach my cardio training like that. I think I'm training my heart and lungs today, not I'm burning fat today. We're all in lockdown. People want to do a couple of things at home. What are some quick exercise or movement tips that you can give people? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I love to tell my clients who work from home 
to put an alarm on their phone every and incrementally, whether it be like every 60 minutes, even get up, do some stretches or do like, let's say, you know, some squats in like incrementally, let's say 10, 20 reps once an hour, your whole day, you've done a lot of squats, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If you can take a conference call outside for a walk, take it outside. Little things like that make a huge difference. Um, when it comes to working with somebody or doing some programs, there's tons on YouTube, tons of stuff available. And you have some as well, right? Yeah. We're doing an online version of the Lift Academy, which is so great. It's actually, we did our first online version through the fall and had that same beautiful aspect of all the women kind of motivating each other, coming together for a workout. I'm expecting you to show up to this workout. So you do, (laughs) but make sure that like whoever's course you're doing or whoever's YouTube's videos you're doing that you vibe with this person that you enjoy being around that person, that person uplifts you because you're going to be around them quite a bit, or you're going to be watching them quite a bit. Right. So if you have that connection, you'll more likely be able to, to be consistent. I'm Mary Mamaliti and you're listening to the kitchen confession podcast. Today, I'm talking with Angela Ferfaro, a kinesiologist and strength and conditioning coach. Okay, so if you had to describe your cooking style, how would you describe that? It would be throw it in the pan. I hardly ever measure unless I'm baking. A Um, lot of people don't. Yeah. Yeah. Me included, unless I'm writing a recipe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I take things. So like, I'll look at your recipes and I'll, I'll be like, okay, this is what it is. And then kind of go from there. I don't know. Yeah. I feel confident in the kitchen. And I love that. Are you a messy cook? Um, I used to be, but now I really love being organized because um, I think the cleanup is better after. Like I'm the type of person that <laughs> I clean up before, before I go eat now. Cause it might be that I'm not getting up after I go eat. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. on the day I'm having. So you wash as you go. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because, I mean, it can get really tight. It can get really not good. <laughs> right? I don't have a dishwasher, so. Oh, that I never had a dishwasher until I moved here. But the house came with no dishwasher. I put one in. I said, yeah. hell no. I've gone all these years without That's one. That's it, right? Recipe go-to. Which is your recipe go-to? I love bowls. So, and I really love Mexican food. So I love making like a bowl. Let's say I make, I have my protein that I've made. And so, and then I'll add either like rice or cauliflower rice as a base, a bunch of kale, sauteed peppers and onions or pickled onions, spicy pickled jalapenos. Then I add the chicken on top, guacamole, like those type of big, hearty, healthy bowls. Um, or one that I made recently was so good. It was like basmati rice with a bunch of arugula, chicken, pickled onions, kalamata olives, um, and then goat cheese. Oh my God. Oh my God. I would even slap a little bit of hummus on top of that. Yes. Right. Oh my God. Exactly. Like yeah, those I'm... bowls are my comfort. Food. Yeah. You're, you're speaking my love language here. I love bowls. Comfort food, but still really getting all your major macronutrients in like it's the best of both worlds. Do you still meal prep? I usually just meal prep my protein. So I'll meal prep like a couple, um, a couple of chicken breasts for a few days, let's say. Mm-hmm. And every day I'll use that chicken breast. I won't season it so much when I cook it, but then I'll reheat it and 
add it to like make fajitas or I'll re I'll add it to a salad or I'll make a chicken salad or, you know, I'll use that chicken because otherwise cooking a protein, like when I get home, let's say I have clients that at five or 6 PM, I want to eat at seven. I'm not going to cook a whole protein. I will make the, the sides though. So you basically prep the item that takes the longest to cook. Yes. So this way it's easy to assemble whenever you have that 10 minutes or whatever it is. Exactly. During the work week, for sure. On the weekends, I enjoy cooking from from start to finish. But when it comes to time management during the week, yeah, I need to usually prep the proteins. And then when it comes to planning your meals, what do you recommend in terms of veggie to protein to carb ratio on your plate? I love to have um, a protein source and build my meal around that. I just find for the amount that I train and the way that my body responds, I like to have high protein. I know people who are different and prefer others. I know that different people's systems are different. So I think it's really important. Don't just copy somebody. Don't just find copy somebody's what, yeah, don't just copy an Instagrammer's like what I eat in a day. That's not you. Right. So ask yourself, does this feel good? I like protein. I love tons of veggies and fiber, and I do like a, um, a good amount of carbohydrates. I usually tend to um, love my carbohydrates on the, big, the days where I'm training big. I find it, it helps me recover. And then some days I prefer to eat lighter. It really depends. I've got a couple of questions that came uh, on social media. So the question that came through quite a bit was, why is it so hard to commit to an exercise routine? It makes me want to ask them the question, what are they doing? Are they doing something that they don't like? Mm, Number one, Um, because that's a huge part to it. If you don't like what you're doing, you're going to dread doing it. Are they doing it for the wrong reasons? Usually the motivator isn't enough. The inspiration isn't enough to want you to get up to do it. Haven't connected quite to the why, right? And then, Number three, it's a simple thing. Like you're starting a new habit. It's very tough to start. But once you get going, you'll be going. So like, you know, those people who exercise and they're addicted and they're going and you're like, why can't I be like that? You know, exercise actually causes release of chemicals for your nervous system that create pleasure and reward. And those endorphins are a real thing. If you had to pick, if you had to choose between the two, local or organic produce or foods, which would it be? I think that local is always a good bet because if you're eating local, you're eating what's in season. And when you're eating what's in season, there's less genetically modified stuff. There's less pesticides, potentially, even if it's organic. So eating what's in season is actually the way to do it. Last but not least, this many people ask this question. Um, For your top produce picks and why? So I guess nutritional value or more... Good question. Um, Okay. So I love leafy greens. It's like you can't even deny how good this is for you. So my leafy greens, I love broccolini and I love rapini. If you need a little watered down version, you don't quite like rapini. Broccolini is amazing. Um, I love just sauteing it, little olive oil, chili pepper, garlic. I could eat that forever. Something about my body eating that feels good. It means my body needs it. Um, love kale for leafy greens. And I like to sometimes 
a whole kale salad is a lot for people. And I know it's really fibrous. So I usually cut it. Sometimes I'll put half romaine and half kale in a salad. And that way I'm still getting my leafy greens that way. And then berries. So I love frozen berries, fresh berries, blackberries, blueberries, strawberries, raspberries. Um, You also can see by the color of them how rich in antioxidants they are high recovery rate with more antioxidants, um, great for neutralizing any free radicals. So any kind of pre kind of inflammation that you may have or anything happening in your body, berries, antioxidants will be so good for you. I put them in shakes. I eat them as like a snack straight up. They're just amazing. Are there any kitchen tricks that you're trying right now or doing, or there's a hack that you always use in the kitchen? It's so funny. I love eggs. And I eat eggs almost every day. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) Yeah. I like love my boiled eggs. Okay. And so I have this little boiled, Jonathan makes funny all the time. It's just like this boiled egg. You've probably seen it thing to slice your boiled egg. Yes. And that's my favorite thing ever because it looks so nice. I put it on some toast with avocado. I put it on a salad. It's already like, I don't have to cut it. It's just a slicing all the eggs. You know what I'm talking about? I've known you all your life. (laughs) And I remember the egg conversations. (laughs) I love it. It's so affordable. It's such good protein and fat. It's filling. It's not like something that you have to cook and watch. You just throw it on, time it, and it's ready to go, you know? See, but it makes you happy. And that's what I love about some of these hacks and tricks because they're little gadgets or they're little minor things that we do in the kitchen that make a huge difference. Yeah. Tell me about... A cherished food memory of yours? Oh, I love this question. I remember being very young and being in the kitchen with my dad. And for an Italian man to be in the kitchen is not like a very popular thing. And my dad and my grandfather were really good cooks in the kitchen. So I remember Saturday mornings, my I'd wake up and my dad would, he, he that's when he taught me how to make his pizza dough. And so then every week I would wake up and I would make it for him. So I guess he had me making it for him, but I didn't even, (laughs) and then we would make it. And then we would go to St. Lawrence market. And I loved going to St. Lawrence market with him. It was early Saturday morning. I'd see all of the the butcher and the baker, then all of that stuff. And I have like the best memories of going there and getting fresh stuff with my dad. Last game, rapid fire. Favorite ingredient to cook with? Chili flakes. Would you rather eat food with a knife and a fork or your hands? Knife and fork. You've got five minutes to move into a new kitchen and you can only take one item with you. What would it be and why? I would probably take my Magic Bullets personal blender because I all I need, I could eat that all day long just to make different shakes and buy frozen berries and I'll be happy. <laughs> nice, okay. Curse words you use in the kitchen? The bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> the really bad ones. If you have time to yourself, no interruptions, what do you do? Hmm. I probably will take a bath. There we go. Back and to then the read a book. <laughs> yeah. And read a book. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Probably teleportation because I could be anywhere quick. I wouldn't have to like waste time traveling or I could get ready right away, right at the last minute. I could wake up 
sleep more. Mm, okay. If your fridge could talk, what would be the one word it would use to describe your food choices? Oh, I would say that it would it would be it would say wholesome. Like a little bit of everything. Not just only you'd think only healthy, no. What is your junk food kryptonite? I love chocolate, pure chocolate, like straight up like dairy milk chocolate, no nothing in it. You really do love it because you didn't even realize you kissed your teeth when you said that. I ask every single guest to share a little kitchen confession with us. Ooh, a kitchen confession. Okay, here's a kitchen confession. This is really, I don't know how bad this is, but it is what it is. I really don't wash a lot of my produce. (laughs) No, I don't want Frank to hear this because I wash everything. I know. I I do more now, but I don't. And I think like if you eat a little bit of dirt, you're just going to get, I don't know if they want you to put this in. I, I think you're going to get, it's going to help your immune system. Like call me old school. I don't know. All I know is that now I'm going to start washing fruit whenever I come by. <laughs> I know. Fruit I would wash. Fruit I would wash. I don't know. I've seen some weird videos of the fruits. So if listeners want to reach out for more info from you, uh, connect with you, join one of your programs, how can they find you? Yes, um, they can search Lift Academy Toronto on Google. You'll see our website and our reviews. And you can search me also at Anshfurf on Instagram. It's that time we've reached the end of another show. Did we get your stomach growling? Head over to kitchenconfession.com for more recipes and foodie finds. Plus, you can check out ami.ca forward slash kitchenconfession for all the latest on the podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and review so we can keep bringing you more episodes you'll love. Our producer and editor is Matt Agnew, and I'm your host, Mary Mammolini. Thanks for listening. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.